Episode 122 of Outlander Cast is brought to you by Care Of. For 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter Outlander Cast. All the way from Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander and Stars. Welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and, and I'm already starting to get sweaty thinking, thinking about what we're going to talk about today <laughs> and and all the things that we have experienced over the this past weekend. Man, it has been a freaking whirlwind. Right? An absolute right? fracking whirlwind. <laughs> and, you know, it's just all the all the nerds all together, all mm-hmm. the cosplay, all the outlander. It was it was incredible. Going to New York Comic Con for the first time in our lives, we didn't know what to expect. And let me tell you, going there and knowing that we were going to be seeing so many of our Outlander cast listeners and clan members and just being able to share the excitement of sitting through the Outlander panel with thousands of other Outlander fans. It was awesome. It, it, was, it, awesome. it was really good. So uh, let's let's talk about what we're going to do here today. Okay. Uh, today, what we intend on doing is giving you a, a slight preview of um, New York Comic Con, what it was like, uh, Fraser's Ridge, and what it was like to be, again, with all the nerds <laughs> all together and all of that. And then, my darling, the real good stuff, what are we going to do oh, after that? We're going to, without giving away spoilers delve into our thoughts and reactions on season four episode one because yes they showed the premiere episode at comic-con so we're not gonna break anything crazy down for you we're just gonna give you our initial thoughts about the episode all right you ready to get into it yeah all right let's get into the good stuff baby To start things off, we're going to get to our kilt rating. Oh, well, for for the Comic Con, yeah. So let's do kilt rating for the Comic Con, and then we'll do kilt rating for the episode. Oh my How's gosh, that two kilt ratings. Two, we're, we're this giving, is amazing. You know, we're breaking all the rules. We are. We are. Um, okay. All right. So your kilt rating for Comic Con in general. rating for Comic Con will be a four point eight. Okay. Fault being the app. I didn't enjoy the New York Comic Con app, so I didn't yeah. really like know where I was supposed to be, and I was a little confused. Confused. So aside from that, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. How about you? I'm gonna actually give it the same. Nice. Uh, I quite enjoyed New York Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, the app. See, when you go to New York Comic Con, they have an app, right? And you're able to download the app. It'll give you the scheduling, the maps, all this other stuff of where things are, mm-hmm. when they're happening. It sends you notifications, all that stuff. Yes. So if you do go to Comic Con, you feel confident knowing that you're gonna be able to tell where to go, when to go, how to go. Yeah. Problem with it is though is that it wasn't very user friendly. And so when you wanted to find something, it had all of these titles of what was happening and it was all alphabetical, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like, 
it wasn't assorted by subject or group. It was just, okay, it starts in the A's and it ends in the Z's. (laughs) And if you wanted to find like a particular grouping, like if I want to know where all the events where Outlander was, Mm -hmm. I had to find the name of the person that was there. But like, how are you supposed to know? No. Right? So that that was an issue. The other issue I took with it too was that there were so many (laughs) fracking people. Oh my God. And where it was, I mean, the Javits Center is... It, it's a, it's like, it's like an aircraft carrier. It's enormous. It's, it's like the so biggest building big. I've ever seen. Uh, and even with Madison Square Garden, which is where the Outlander panel was, it was, it was massive. But there was just so many people. <laughs> I can't, I can't describe to you the amount of people that were in these buildings. Yeah, it was a shoulder to shoulder. Extraordinary. It, I've never seen that kind of mass of people in my life. And like I've been to New York, and it doesn't help that I freaking hate that. Blake city. doesn't really like New York City, like the the just the bustle and the busyness and the difficulty of driving. And Everything costs a hundred dollars, no matter where you go. <laughs> it's a hundred dollars. So expensive there. Oh I God. love it. I as you were walking through the streets afterwards, I was like, I could live here, and you were like, Yes, you could. I <laughs> yes, could not. You could. <laughs> <laughs> you could. All right. So, uh, so you gave it a four point eight. Yes. Uh, is it worth it? to go do you think for people who love outlanda or love just stuff in general yes you know i did a big facebook live video you can find me just search mary larson on facebook i did this huge live about why going to comic-con was such an amazing experience so if you're new to outlander cast and just new to blake and myself i am a lifelong band nerd (laughs) i played in marching band throughout high school and college i continue to play my saxophone that's actually my degree is a bachelor of music so complete nerd complete nerd now wear that badge proudly so (laughs) when i used to go to marching band camp or if i still go to my wind ensemble rehearsal each week i'm in like-minded people i feel like sometimes society kind of poo-poos you know band and being a musician or liking a book or TV series as much as we do. You know, we just they some people in society just don't get it. And so right. when you don't have people who are your friends who are nearby you who can watch the episode with, who you can chat with about, um, it, it can be a little lonely. So when I went to New York Comic Con I saw people, of course, dressed up in cosplay. I saw people like us, slightly dressed up in like little t-shirts that we like for our fandoms here or there. We wore kilts or people who just dressed like they normally would, but they were there to experience this event together. And we all sat there in this panel auditorium for Outlander, for example, and shared it together and we no longer felt alone you got to feel the electricity people were laughing and awing at the same moments we were for all of the panels that we attended and to be able to be in this environment where you can wear your outlander loving flag (laughs) as proudly as you want you can be an outlander cosplay you can be in some like totally deep reference t-shirt dorcas and bubbies i'm i'm handing (laughs) i'm giving a high five to you right now um and and still like people get it People get it and they get you there. So I completely, if Outlander is back at New York Comic Con or any of these cons, I completely agree that if you can get there, you can meet some friends. If you feel like you're going to be going alone, find people in the Outlander cast clan gathering who are going. They will, I mean, we had our meetup. We had our meetup there. And so you will find like-minded people 
who like the same stuff as you and you might create some really amazing friendships I couldn't, out of it. I couldn't believe the amount of people that actually wanted to take a picture with me because I was wearing my, my favorite Outlander shirt, which is <laughs> just a Frank in a world full of Jamie's. Yes. Oh my God. The amount of people that were just laughing and having a good time and being like, dude, that is the best shirt. Can I can I take a picture <laughs> of it? Can I buy it? Which by the way, yes, you can at the Marion Blake store. Just go to outlandercast.com and hit the button shop and you can get it there. There you go. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, but yeah, the, the amount of excitement is, um, it's electrifying. Truly. Uh, it's electrifying. And we were passing out buttons and people were just like happy to take buttons and, and, and bookmarks and like even business cards. It's palpable when, when you get there. Um, I would also say that the excitement spills over into the panel what that happened for Outlander. I mean, we'll talk about Fraser's Ridge in a second, but what did you think about the panel for Outlander when we saw uh, Ron Moore, uh, Sam Hewen, Katrina Balfe, uh, Rick Rankin, and who else was there? Oh, Sophie, Sophie Skelton, Skelton was there. And then we had the biggest Meryl surprise Davis. of all. Oh, Meryl Davis was there. That's right, 100%. Sorry, Meryl. Um, and the biggest surprise of all was Diana, Diana. Gabaldon. Guys, and now we all know guys, that Diana wasn't originally invited. No, she was not. And, and it was she, it was the thing. It was a thing. Diana it, is not someone no, who you do that to. No, no. And she showed up on stage as a surprise. And no, Mike, not as a surprise to stars. Like, no, 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 no. Like no, the people who were us. running it knew. To and us, then to us. I mean, they literally opened the show. The host for the event was like, All right, guys, here's a surprise. Diana walks out. Everyone's jaws dropped. We were like, What? Right, right. Oh my gosh. And Diana said, you know, here's the season premiere. And then afterwards they had the panel. Um the panel was really interesting. Oh, that. <laughs> Which, if you're new to Outlander Cast, that word packs a punch. Yeah, that there's there's underlying meaning in the word interesting. So I personally enjoyed listening to Diana the most in the panel. Uh, I liked hearing her speak about uh, something I hadn't really thought about before about how the Scots who left Scotland had just come from, you know trying to fight for their home right. and then they come to america whether they're indentured servants or they flee and they're able to go as free men and then all of a sudden they have to fight for their home <laughs> again right. and how it was really just this cyclical event for them and how many uh, scots really fought in the revolutionary war so she she dropped some really cool historical nuggets yep. that i enjoyed uh the rest of the panel was fun it was fun. I think it's fun to see the people that you admire. Yes. Like I, I, I had a mini freakout moment when I got to see Ron Moore out on stage, and mm-hmm. he, you know he's talking briefly about stuff. Um, the panel was short. It was short. It was and, only a half hour, and they had some fan questions that I felt like were a little meaningless. Although there was that one lady. Which one? Who, uh, there was the one lady, the one fan who was like, so how do you feel of what's happening in today's culture? <laughs> and it, you, could, you could immediately, like you immediately heard this. <laughs> the, the whole crowd, the whole thing just deflated. It was yeah. like, oh, dude, like, what are you doing? You just doing? went there. You just started to talk politics at Come the dinner on, table. Man. Not but I, allowed. But I will give Ron a huge kudos he gave a, a fantastic answer uh about being like listen that is there it's we we acknowledge that today's society is the way that it is but we're here to create a television show 
uh, to help people get out of all mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. And we have a responsibility to you, the viewer, to do the best that we can to bring you into our world. Correct. You know, and I I appreciated that answer. It was a very smart answer. So Ron is a smart man. He he is my boy. Ron is my <laughs> right. boy. So, uh, you know, Hashtag trust Ron. Some of the other questions that they had... Um, the actors, I mean, it was one of the fun things when you get to see a panel like this. And if you've missed it, we've been able to share it in the Outlander Cast Clan Gathering. It's online. Um, is you get to see these cast members interact with each other as themselves and just yes. joke and just be real. And you get a bit more of a sense of who they are as a person sure. outside of their character. But the problem, too, was that nothing was really deep. No, nothing was revelatory. And even some of the questions that could have gotten a little deep got a little pushed aside or joked about right which is fine yeah you can't because you can't you know i mean there are something you can reveal some things like we were at the uh like when we went to a bunch of different panels and like we went to the gotham panel and it's not that like we're huge gotham fans but like hey it's cool it's batman you know we'll go and like at the end of the gotham panel the guys like the, the showrunner said yeah for the final season we're gonna we're, i'm gonna tell you that the final episode takes place 10 years in the future right so you can reveal stuff like that yes. to get people excited excited to be like, oh my God, really? And I don't think that happened in the Outlander panel. What I do right. think happened with Outlander panel was the fact that we got to see the episode early. And there, yes. therein lies the value. Correct. Because if you're an Outlander freak like us, then you you want to be... I don't want to say blown away, but you just want you want value. Correct. The the panel by itself, had it been a standalone event, had we not seen the premiere episode, I would have been, been like, Are been you ugly. kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? It would have been ugly. <laughs> um the sa- It was still fun. It was lovely. I don't want you guys to think I'm poo-pooing it. I'm just saying, especially for people who waited there for hours and right. hours and hours and all day for great seats. If that was just it, but truly what made it was the fact that we got to watch the premiere together. Yeah, the value was there with the premiere and all the hooting and hollering and seeing everybody there and 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 rea- interacting with other super fans and, and then actually meeting with all the other clan members that were there at the event. I mean, we had like 40, 40 50 we people. We had 40 to 50 of the Outlander cast clan members, many of whom got to go to Outlander, uh, the Outlander panel, many of whom weren't at they just Comic came Kim. to hang out they with other came. Outlander yes. nerds. You know? And it was so fun. And this is why, you know, one of the t- top questions I ask people is like, who are you going to be watching this season with? Because if you have friends near you who you can watch it with, who you could chat about it with, wherever you are in the right. world, right. I highly recommend it because getting together and geeking out about a show that makes you happy is such a beautiful experience. Right, I know. And, and the other part of the value, in addition to that, my darling, I feel like was actually going to see Fraser's Ridge. So what they did was stars. What they did was they had this big preview. Now, if you go to Comic Con, there all these brands have all these different booths, either inside or outside. So Marvel had a booth. You know, um, Mattel had a booth. Konami had a booth. Uh, uh, Shira had a booth. You know, all of these different things. They all had booths. Um, and uh, like H- HBO even had like a little Game of Thrones pop up, mm-hmm. you know. So it w- it was cool. Um, in addition to all the other things that are there, you can buy T-shirts galore. You can buy toys. You can obviously buy comics, uh, artwork. Um, it just it never it's sprawling. Like yes, it, it, it's it's football fields worth of nerd merchandise. Love it. So if you it, fandom, it, it, let's fandom. call them fandom. Uh, so yeah, sure. 
the the football field's worth of fandom. So it, in, it ranges from anything, transform, like it's just, it goes crazy. But Stars had a booth there and they had a, a, a big setup, uh, like a big build out uh, of a booth. And half of it was for that show, American Gods, which is the second season, the troubled show of American Gods. Uh, half of it, half of the big build out was like this cafe that all the gods hang out at and whatever. But the other half of it was actually Fraser's Ridge. And it was um, a, a cabin that was built in that style from the 1700s. Uh, in it, it contained all these little knickknacks from Outlander season four. Uh, they were passing out things of rose water that Claire would particularly have. Uh, potentially, uh, it had the Outlander branding on it. Uh, they, they made luggage tags. They had luggage tags. They were giving out bags that said Brave the New World that was in black and white with that had like the black and white key art from season four. Um, it was, uh, and it smelled like wood. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It just smelled like it was a cabin. A cabin yeah. And it was really funny because they had this juxtaposition of having this cabin in and around, like among all of these massive high rises. Um, it was, it was an interesting dichotomy. I like that. It was really cool. The thing I was actually quite surprised about was the amount of people that did not know Outlander was a thing. Um, Tell me more. Well, like, so the way that that the, the booth worked was that this one was outside and it was right next to the exit of Comic-Con. Now, there are multiple entrances and multiple exits for Comic-Con, but this was one of the major exits. So if you were leaving Comic-Con on this side of the show, you were go no matter who you were, or what you were doing, you were going past Fraser's Ridge. And, you know, I, I took pictures and I just wanted to take in all of Comic-Con itself. And mainly because my feet were absolutely <laughs> killing me. My back hurt from doing all the walking. So I, I sat down. I was just like, I just want to soak all this in. And I, I sat down listening to people having conversations. I wanted to get the vibe of, of the nice. crowd. And I would say more people knew about American gods than they did Outlander. Many, many of the Blasphemy. things that I heard, I think the most prominent thing that I heard was, oh, what's this show? Like, when did it come out? Is this, how many seasons are already there? You know? So, you know, they have a bunch of people who are working this booth mm -hmm. uh, who were Outlander fans, but I feel like they were just prepped with information for season four. Okay. And not maybe like, they worked for Comic Con, th th or, or maybe they worked for Stars, but they didn't. They just didn't. They weren't us, guys. Yeah, they, they weren't. weren't us. They weren't nerds. We didn't grasp the person's hand and say, "You don't know what this is." Yeah. <laughs> let me let me talk to you for a little little bit. Let me let me take you down this journey. Right. So the conversations you see, I was people disappear <laughs> all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> so the conversations I heard really kind of focused around oh what what is this like what's this about and um so you know they they did describe i think the show for season four in, in a in a positive manner uh in a good manner and on one that will be interesting for people who are looking to check the show out yeah um but I was surprised at how few people knew what Outlander was. Although there were tons of people that were Outlander freaks, just like you and I, that were just drooling at the sight of Fraser's Ridge. And there's even a sign that says Fraser's Ridge right on the build out, right? And people were like taking pictures with it and be like, oh my God, it's Fraser's Ridge. You know, it's like a whole thing, you know? <laughs>
and in the build out, they actually had this like this little TV that showed all the previous snippets, well, or the forthcoming snippets of season four, <laughs> and having all of that. And it was it was very interesting to see all of these things all happening mm-hmm. at once. So now I think we should really get to the season four. Yeah, let's dive into it. What do you think? Okay, but before we do that, we got to talk about our advertiser real quick. So we want to remind you again that this episode is brought to you by Care Of. Now, what is Care Of? It's actually an online venture where you can get some vitamins for yourself that are totally personalized to you. Now, we're all in back-to-school mode here. I know I know, we're in October, but we're in back-to-school mode. And mean, all that stuff means you're getting kids to practices in school, and they're bringing home germs, Ugh. and they're getting sick, and it's just... It just sucks all around, <laughs> right? So you need to take care of yourself. And an easy way to do that is, again, with care of. So they actually make these personalized supplement packets and vitamin p- packets just for you on the go. And you can take this quiz that they have online. It's fun. It's easy. and asks you about your diet, your health goals, your, your lifestyle choices. And really, oh, I swear to God, it only takes five minutes of your time to get all the vitamins that you specifically need just for you. Oh. And they get delivered right to your door in personalized, easy-to-remember daily packs, perfect for people who are on the go, like parents, just shuffling their kids along, you know? <laughs> and even those for those moms that offer pre- and postnatal supplements with accompanying research to help the mothers and the babies stay their healthiest while they are at it. And I can tell you, for me, yeah. I, I wanted stuff that helped me sleep, I wanted stuff to help take the stress away. I wanted stuff in my blood pressure and my heart. And they gave me a whole list, five vitamins, all in these little packets. And I got to tell you, it's really good. It's just so convenient. It feels good when you take them. It does. And I feel a lot healthier. Good for you. I feel healthier. <laughs> <laughs> so go to Care Of and uh, go to TakeCareOf.com. And for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, Again, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter OutlanderCast, the promo code, all one word. All right, my darling. Let's talk about the preview. Uh, give me the, give me, let's break down the episode a little bit. Uh, well, no, you know what? How about we do this? What's your kilt rating for the oh, episode? Okay. <sighs> let's see. Um, num, 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 num. Great podcast right here. Great, yes. great sound. I well, you didn't prep it in my show notes. I'm always ready if it's well, in my show notes. Th- you go first. You go first. <laughs> All right, fine. So my kilt rating is four point seven. Oh, I feel like okay. I know. I am. I am. I'm. I'm in on this premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it did a great job um, setting up what's to come. Yeah. And I feel like it made some really bold choices. Yeah. And I will always, always be in favor of bold choices, uh, whether or not they work. Or whether or not they don't work, I think that's up for interpretation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt that those choices worked, uh, but I'm always for bold choices. Uh, so because of that, four point seven. Okay, I'm going to go up. I'm going to go to a four point eight. I'm just going to do the same exact thing that I gave Comic Con. <laughs> um, I loved so much. So many of the things that often give a high rating for episodes. 
and and we'll see if this goes up. I assume that I'm going to actually go up my second viewing. I'm not going to lie. When we get to watch it on November 4th, I think I'm going to be creeping up to the 4.9. I, I will say that we had a hard time with the sound that for the premiere. That was a huge problem. I pretty much just pretended that people were speaking Gaelic the entire time because the sound in this giant theater was very difficult for I feel like, us. I feel like they corrected it as the episode went along or either that or you got used to it the way that it sounded. Yeah. But the when first 15 the minutes. first 15 minutes were very difficult and the music was perfect. Uh, Bear McCreary did a great job and it sounded right for the music, but it was almost overpowering yes. what the most important channel, which is Correct. the center channel, which all the dialogue comes out of. And for some reason, it just felt like it was super echoey when the dialogue was happening. Agreed. Uh, but not, not when the music happened, no. but just the dialogue. So tell me some of the details about this episode. So it's called America the Beautiful. Okay. And the writers were Matt B. Roberts and Tony Graffia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was Julian Holmes as the director, and he has not directed anything of Outlander quite yet, but he did direct uh, some episodes of Iron Fist and Daredevil and also that show Strike Back, and he's done lots of British television, so lots and lots, and the DP is Alistair Walker. So, all right, so first of all, how did you feel Holmes did in this episode did you feel like it was paced well did you feel like it was beautifully shot yes um what 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 about the premiere stood out to you it was oh in regards to Holmes? Well, let's talk about Holmes and then let's, let's talk about what, how it You're stood out You're the one that you. focuses on the directorial stuff. I, know, I but focus I, but on like, I, okay. sex. I focus on <laughs> wigs. <laughs> how much Claire has had to drink. And the bubbies. The bubbies. Um, no. <laughs> um, you, can, you can talk about the directorial All right, so stuff. I feel, like, I feel like it was paced very well. I feel like it was actually written quite well. Uh, I've been known to be a little bit of a critic? Matt Roberts critic. I would say that this is his best episode yet. Uh, and I would also say that this is much better than the season three finale. And it left me with a much better taste in my mouth um, for Outlander. And Agreed. where it's headed. Agreed. Uh, some of the establishing shots are stunning, uh, really, truly gorgeous. And I feel like it was written in a way that you had to spend time with the characters. And I felt like you remember how season three at the end, it just felt like they were they were they were chugging at a like a like a fast trains pace like there was nothing stopping this train we are getting to each plot point we are going to do this we are not going to take any time to settle down and be like yep and and it's not all their fault it it was they had 13 episodes and the the book was enormous this episode i feel is the exact opposite and i think some people would say almost to a fault i would say it's welcome so with that in mind, then, my darling, what stood out for, to you in America the Beautiful? No spoilers, obviously. No spoilers. So it's very difficult. This is going to be very difficult. Um, the landscape, mm-hmm. just I just loved all of the exterior and uh, shots that we're going to see of, quote, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Not quote, North Carolina. It's actually <laughs> Scotland, but of North Carolina. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed how a couple of characters uh, were interwoven 
into this episode. Um, <laughs> yes, um, I, I that I was what not saying. expecting. Um, but I, I was happy with how everything worked out. And um, <laughs> I, I, like, so let's let's do this. So all the people that are in the Fraser sphere of influence, okay. The, in the Fraser Fraser entourage. In the Fraser entourage, okay? You have Turtle and you have the other guys. Within the Fraser sphere of influence, if you can recall everybody that was involved in their lives at the end of season three, mm-hmm. they are all there again. We're all in this together. It's Zac Efron. <laughs> Get your head in the game. So they're they're all in it. So I, I don't want to, I don't think we can, It's I don't think it would be a spoiler to say it. I I wouldn't I wouldn't talk about it. But I'm not I'm not talking about it. I'm not gonna say who the characters are. I'm just saying there were some people who I wasn't expecting to see. And yes. I was like, oh, it makes sense that you're here. And then I really was um okay with how their plot points continued in this episode. So <laughs> I would say that no matter who you think that it might be, the way that they were handled is the right way, I feel like. Uh what else stood out to you about this premiere? There's going to be, I'm warning y'all, there's going to be a controversial thing that happens in this episode. And mm-hmm. it happens towards the end of this episode. Because you're going to be watching it now. You're going to be like, is this it? Is this what they were talking about? No, it's <laughs> it's at the very, very end. Something happens that you are either going to love. You're going to be like, interesting, amazing, bold choice. Bold choice, Ron or, Moore. Or you're going to be like, interesting. Or you're going to be like, interesting, side-eye, <laughs> meaning that does not... No, that does not jive with how I would have seen this happening. So um, I'm really excited to see how other people react to this very interesting thing that was thrown in. Um, As always, I want to give a little little, um, fair warning that when we do have this episode come out on November 4th in the Outlander cast clan gathering, we stay spoiler free for 24 hours aside from this one particular thread. And if you care that passionately one way or the other about topics, and you're including going to. this one, trust me, you're going to um, just be kind. Just know. I mean, there were people that we spoke with at the clan meetup afterwards, the Outlander cast clan that gathering hated meeting it. who hated oh, this thing. visceral hate. And Blake and I were like, we loved it. Yeah. We loved Loved it. And I would say that the meetup that we had out of the 50 or so people, I would say a good 75% liked it. And the remainder, well, I would say, yeah, I would say the remainder either didn't like it or were, you know, indifferent towards it. But I, I would say most liked it. It's an interesting choice. Uh, one that I feel like was made with the best intentions, and one that I feel like is is a daring choice. Super daring. So I'm. I mean, that's really that's like my crowning thing that I wanted to make sure that we get to talk about in the future because I don't want to delve too much into this episode because right. for those of you who haven't seen it, you're gonna be like, stop talking. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. But I am excited. I will tell you, they made a very bold choice at the ending, and um, we got to meet Stephen Bonnet. Yes, I am not a huge Ed Spielers guy. I'm not. I'm I'm kind of out on Ed Spielers. As Stephen Bonnet or as an actor? Just as an actor. Okay. Because he's like, he to me, he's generically good looking. You know what he think he is? I think if we had like a really handsome Malfoy, Draco <laughs> yes. Malfoy, he would have been a yes. great Draco Malfoy. Yes. Now, I don't know what, you know, Stephen Bonnet's supposed to look like or be like in the book. I, in fact, I really don't care. I, what I care about is how is he portrayed on the show. 
And on the show, all I could think of was Downton Abbey in the oh. immediacy. But how Stephen Bonnet is interwoven into this story. Even just within this episode. Even within, from, from the beginning to the end. Um, it was impressive. Mm-hmm. And I will give Ed Spielers credit. He does some things. Um, that you wouldn't expect from a character from Downton Abbey to no, do. No, <laughs> no. Um, and I got a very good feeling Agreed. out of it. Um, and not not like oh like like I, oh, I we're love gonna like stuff. this guy, but he, just that he's doing a he's doing a good job. This he's brand new character to our cast, right. we could tell you has did done good, especially because we've been feeling like I don't know, we're right? Feel and about and, this and, guy. There, and there's also an artistic choice I feel like that they make as that the director and Ron make. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to dive into that um, in a couple weeks. They, they make an artistic choice with how the ending happens, not only with what we were the the the, the, the daring the choice, yeah. but there is this other choice where they make. Um, um, and how it's all portrayed. And that's as far as I'm going to be able to go on that one. But how it's portrayed is interesting. And I quite like that as Mary Hiccups. <laughs> I just had to think of, on the podcast, I'm sorry. So I'm, after seeing it, I'm in on Stephen Bonnet. I'm in on him. Meaning you enjoy that the character is here, not that you love him. No, I'm in on Stephen Bonnet the way that I was in on Black Jack Randall. I'm not that in, but I'm in. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay, so I I, I think this is going to be good. You're enjoying this new character. I'm, I was afraid, but I think I'm going to like it. Okay. Now, what do you think this ranks among the other premieres uh, as it relates to, you know, season one, one, season 1A, season 2, season 3? Where do you think this ranks? Um, I... Um, I mean... I don't. I think. I think it's. It's not first. No. No. It's I, not first. I still but it's maintain. Not last. I still maintain it's, the battle joined is is the best one. It's because you know. Then you had season one A, one B. I'm gonna have to take a couple moments on that. I'll get back to you <laughs> November fourth. All right. Can you jump into Outlander in, in season four and still appreciate this prim- premiere for those of like for those people who are watching it right now and want their friends to watch Outlander with them. Can you just jump into it? I think you could. With this premiere, there was one thing that I liked is I felt like, oh, I can have a non-Outlander friend watch this episode. Right. And they would be like, all right, I understand what's going on. I feel like the new world is a new start. Yes. So. And like, there, there are a couple of lines where you're like, there are a couple of things that happen where you're like, whoa, wait, what? If you hadn't seen it, you'd be like, what? But I feel like they do a great job explaining them. And you may not get the emotional weight of some of the lines that are said between the characters, but I think you could jump in on this. I totally agree, which I enjoy. I like that when you feel like you can just kind of dip your toes because new people try things out. Right. So, uh, yeah, invite some friends over. So we all know we're in America. What's your feeling on that? And like, I know a conversation that we, you and I have had is, man, setting is so important. It is what makes your show unique. It, it, it it's the main character aside from you know the people who are acting but even then i could you can make an argument that is the main character um going from scotland which was such an asset to outlander and all of the things that are that are involved with scotland we're in america how do you feel it transitioned and how do you feel america is presented do you think they did a good job 
So first, which is something really interesting. Wow, I almost lost all my words right there. Something that was really <laughs> interesting is they decided against shooting here in America because obviously they could have easily gone to North Carolina and right. filmed there and they actually chose to continue to stay in Scotland. That is where they have their whole team. That is where they've been and they just wanted to stay. So they stayed in Scotland, which is an interesting choice. But a lot of North Carolina looks a lot like Scotland, which is why a lot of Scots inhabited North Carolina to begin with. So I enjoy it. I'm excited because I do love colonial America, especially being someone who has grown up and lived on the East Coast of America. We have a lot of old built we have a lot of old history, a lot of things that um, we've been taught, especially because it's part of our community here. So I'm excited, but I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. A little piece of my heart was left in Scotland yes. after season one. We, we, we actually uh, were re-watching some of early season one uh, over the all past. All the bad accents. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the whole thing and like even, all the, even, even the wool walking and all that stuff. And, and like Angus and Rupert, it it felt like an old glove. It's you feel if you guys haven't been rewatching season one, go back and rewatch it. That's what you need to do. It was it was um, it was a very interesting watch to to just feel all those things again. And it reminded me of thinking back about college, back when you were just merry and having parties and drinking yes. and you had no real cares in the world. You didn't have bills, you didn't have nightmares <laughs> of assault, you didn't try to stop, you know, the rebellion. It wasn't anything crazy like that. It was just, just surviving and living. Picking up rent. Right. Bull walking with pee. And the- <laughs> You have your occasional kerfuffle, you know, with Black Jack Randall, but it was nothing crazy yet until the end of season one. So, like, we're talking the early part of season one when really those shots of Scotland got you. My gosh. Those shots of Scotland in the first half or so of season one, oh, they dug into our hearts. I know. And I would say that they kind of did this. I I would say that this premiere um, is a kind of indicative of those early seasons of the, of the, of the, I'm sorry, those early episodes of season one mm-hmm. where it just felt like they're just living. Yes. They're just surviving. Yes. And, you know, obviously at the end there, there's again, there's a bold choice at the end uh, and whether or not you like it or whatever, that's, that's interpret, it's interpretive. They jump to the future and fly to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it just felt like they were just living. And that's what I kind of want Outlander to get back to. Um I, I kind of wanted to just have Jamie and Claire finding their way mm-hmm. and being with each other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this episode does that pretty good. Um, I will tell you guys, they do have sex. Spoiler. <laughs> okay, there's, there's a spoiler for you. Okay, okay but I'm not going to lie. I love me some Jamie Claire time. All right. Yep. Watching it in a room with thousands of other people. It was kind of weird. Kind of weird. It was a little weird. Kind of weird because then you're all like, okay, well, we know their moves. Like, we've seen them do this plenty of times. We know how this works. We know, oh, yep, okay, that's happening. All right, so, yep, okay, yep. And we're all just, like, sitting here being like, this is happening (laughs) in a room of thousands of other people. Like, 5,000 other people are watching this with us. Yeah, it was a little interesting. (laughs) It was weird. I will give you that. I felt like, it felt like you were watching it with your parents. A little bit. You know, like, you're not sure. Like, you know everybody else is into it but you're not sure how much and whether or not you should be or like, I don't know. It was just this weird communal experience. Agreed. Uh, I will say that there is a moment from the trailer that absolutely got me uh, that within the context of how it happened, I was 
I was just really pleased, and it actually brought a tear to my eye. Uh, it's I the, noticed you're wiping away a tear. I know it's when Jamie and Claire are talking about what's to come and being in America, and Jamie even says, "This, you know, this is going to be Bree's country. Like, if I could, I could do something here, and if I could make this land good, um, she could feel it." Mm-hmm. And within the trailer it's a nice fluffy line whatever it's it's okay but when you see it in context in the conversation that they're having and why they're Ugh. having it it brings a whole nother level uh that interaction is a very special interaction there's also another very bold choice at the very beginning of this episode um re- do you remember the first frames of this episode my darling yes uh if you ever watched the leftovers i'm just going to say you're going to know what I'm talking about. It's like the season three opening of The Leftovers. Oh, uh, no. Uh, the season three or season two. Season two. Never mind. Season two. Well, both. Both. <laughs> yeah, but both. yes. Um, if you've ever watched The Leftovers, go back to season two or season three and watch the opening credits or, or the opening cold. Or just wait The cold opens. To, to I'm just saying. I'm just saying it was a very interesting open and I really appreciated it. But okay. That aside... Is there a moment between these characters, a highlight for you that were already revealed in the trailers? Kind of like for for me, my darling. Is there something that has been revealed to you in the trailers that stood out and you're like, wow, okay, I get that. I don't know. I just love the trailers in general. There's not a particular moment that, mm-hmm. and now when you relate it to this episode. So I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> well, I think the thing that I like most about this episode is that there are still consequences from season three. There are things that are happening around the Frasers and there are things that are happening to the Frasers because of season three. Yep. Uh, There's a direct correlation uh, for many characters and there are consequences. Choices that were made in season three are being felt in season four, even in the very beginning, even as we're just talking, as as they're just characters talking to each other. There's, There's weight involved Mm -hmm. to what happened in season three um last question for me my darling uh how did it leave you how did this episode leave you how did you leave it what's your take on it i'm gonna ask you yours first no no you can't you can't no i finally have a good answer okay fine how it left me it left me in a very positive light Mm mm-hmm um, it left me wanting more. Yeah. Uh, it left me saying, I want to go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and watch it for all the small details. Mm-hmm. And I want to watch it um, because it felt great to be back in what has really become this family of characters. Yes. And uh, how they all interact. Uh, there's there's a, a, a number of scenes with... Uh, with Jamie and Claire and some of, again, some of the characters in the Fraser sphere, Mm -hmm. we'll call it that. Yeah, I like that. We are like, wow, man, these guys really are like mom and dad. These guys really are the leaders of this little group. And the, their little fiefdom is revolving around them. And you got this real family feel, Mm -hmm. a lot of great news, a lot of bad news, a lot of uh, personal conversations dare I say, character moments that lead Snaps. that lead you to say, I care about these people. Yes. I care about them and what happened to them and why. 
what happened to them has affected them. Mm-hmm. All right, so my darling, what what do you got? Jesse Puig. <laughs> I got you. That's how I feel. That's it? That's what you got? You're ready? I am ready. Yeah, I, I am ready and revved up and so excited for the rest of you to watch it so we could talk about it together. I agree. And you know, uh, one other thing too, you know, we Mary and I are doing another podcast uh, called This Is Us Too. And it's about the show, This Is Us, on NBC. It's actually happening right now. And one of the things that we've come to realize, one of the commandments of This Is Us mm-hmm. is that I want horses, not ponies. You can't, give me, you can't give me three ponies and make up for one horse. I don't want three, ba- three mediocre episodes to say, oh, you know, this is good. No, give me one good episode. Three medium ones ain't going to make up for one good Agreed. one. All right? And in my opinion... In my sound opinion, what I got here, I got me some horses. Amen. This episode was solid, guys. This was a horse. This is not a pony. So shameless plug, go listen to uh, This Is Us Too. If you do enjoy the show, This Is Us, Mary and I do break it down the same way that we do for Outlander. And you can find it on any any other podcatcher that you could ever think of. You can even find it on uh, Stitcher and Spotify. Uh, just like you can find this podcast, Outlander Cast, you can find it on Spotify as well. And that is that. My darling, uh, final thoughts that you're just ready, right? I am ready. I am ready, guys. And I hope you are too. It's going to be an amazing season if this premiere has anything to say about the rest of it. I'm going to say it's going to leave, it's going to have some surprises for you. Agreed. It's going to have some surprises. For those of you who have read the books, you think I know it's coming. I promise you, you don't. Says you who hasn't read the books. Well, no. Says you who told me who oh. read the books. Oh, oh. And I and you you said, wow, that was different. <laughs> that was different. It there are surprises. Yes. So, I will leave you on that. I will leave you <laughs> with one last horse because I liked it that much. Love it. All right, let's close this bad boy out. want to thank you for taking the time to just listen to this episode and to be joining us as we gear up for season four. Now, there's a few weeks left, ladies and gents. What are you going to do? Of course, you're going to be re-watching some of Outlander. Maybe you'll be watching some of the panels, but I'd love for you to just take a time and head on over to OutlanderCast. In addition to our podcast, we have a fully-fledged, functioning, amazing team of bloggers who have been writing content this entire Droughtlander. Entire Droughtlander, guys. So if you haven't been able to read it, you have a lot of back reading to keep yourself busy. But (laughs) as we're gearing up, people are writing more and more blog posts, getting us ready for season four. We're going to have some New York Comic Con stuff that even I will be writing uh, about as well. But about all the panels, even the Ron Moore panel that he had personally, Mm -hmm. we're going to be covering that as well. So I want to also give a big thanks to those of you who've taken the time to leave us a written review in your podcast app of choice. I frequently read from iTunes. You can leave a written review on your iPhone or from your desktop. I want to thank Navy97 says, I look forward to each and every episode. You guys are great. Thank you. You're great. Thank you guys so, so much for (laughs) for writing. And of course, big thanks to the entire staff of Outlander Cast. And those of you who are Outlander Cast clan members, you guys are great. You guys are just so great. The clan represented. The clan 
totally represented uh, during New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. and even even throughout uh, our, our coverage, uh, the clan was there to interact with us and engage in social media, and it was a lot of fun talking with all of you guys. We want to thank, of course, our patrons, all of our patrons. No matter what level you are, you help make this show, the website, to the online communities and our meetups possible. Without you, we would not continue to keep going. I know I sound like PBS, but we kind of are like PBS. So a huge thanks to our <laughs> most generous, like seriously, our most generous <laughs> pat- uh, patrons, Anne, Bobby, Carolyn, Celine, Kali, Dana, Heather, Jen, Jennifer, Keelan, Lisa, Liz, Maryland, Mary, Meredith, Michelle, Peg, Shannon, Sharon, Sue, Tina, and Tracy. Of course, there's so many more of you. And if you yourself are not yet a patron of OutlanderCast, you can become so at patreon.com slash OutlanderCast. It's really easy. And speaking of patrons, I am just about to finish Outlander, the first book. It's about dang time, Blake. Well, I did. Listen, everyone's been complaining. That was by design. We had Droughtlander. I wanted to fill it with good content. And Blake's book club is a good content for those of you who are listening and want to enjoy <laughs> it. It's because I'm awesome. We've already established that. But I was thinking about skipping ahead uh, to Drums of Autumn. What do you think about that, my darling? I think that that would be a very good choice because by the rate you read, <laughs> the, the whole series will be over by seri- then. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. No, so I was thinking about doing Drums of Autumn at the end of this season, and I think I'm going to re- count on the patrons to help make that happen. Okay. So uh, if you want me to read Drums of Autumn, become a patron for as little as $2 per month. It's less than a cup of coffee. Less than a cup of coffee. And uh, if we get to a certain amount, I have yet to decide. If we get to a certain amount, I will do Drums of Autumn. Okay? Okay. How's that sound? Sound like sound like a fair plan? I just don't know how long it's gonna take you to read. <laughs> well, I'm I, I literally have if two chapters faster, left. If you read faster, I will become a patron of my <laughs> own dang podcast. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Alright guys, well thank you so much once again. We love that you take the time to listen to us. Last final final thought, just okay. final shameless plug. Oh, Again, okay. go to maryandblake.com yep. and check out This Is Us Too. It is a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. And I know there are millions of you out there that love This Is Us. And if you want to geek out with Mary and I as we watch it with you, we are all caught up. We have watched every episode. We are current with the season. Please do so. And even join the group This Is Us Too on Facebook. It's a group, not just a page, a group. This is us too. All of us crazy fans are in there. It's hmm. just like the Outlander Cast Clan Gathering, but for This Is Us. So it's the This Is Us Clan Gathering. How's that sound? It's pretty much. <laughs> pretty much the same thing. For now, I'm Mary. My name is Blake. And you've been listening to Outlander Cast. <laughs>